0: Now, from Wichita's most listened to sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH, this is Sports Daily with Jacob Albrocht and Tommy Kester.
3: All right, welcome in, everybody. Sports Daily on a Tuesday. It's Jacob Albrocht, it's Paul Savage for hour number one. Then Tommy will join us for the second hour. Glad to have a Savage Tuesday on the show today. Uh, it is going to be a fun show. We got lots of good stuff to talk about, uh, as we make our way through it. The overtime cats just setting records. That's all, uh, as they make their way and get another overtime win in a game that probably didn't need to go to overtime, uh, to begin with, but Hey, if you're going to do it, do it dramatically, right? We'll get into that big win for them last night. Uh, All kinds of good stuff coming for you on the show today. We're going to talk a little uh, college football as we get, you know, rumblings that things will change again and what we think should happen and all of that business uh, as we've got, you know, talking heads mentioning things that probably make us a little uneasy around this part of the world. We'll get you into that a little bit. The running back market in the NFL is hurting, struggling. Uh, Interesting developments yesterday and news coming out there. Uh, We'll get into the Andy Reid contract situation. And KU plays a game tonight that we can talk about. Paul, uh, that KFH hotline is 869-1240. I know Paul's got his Prairie Fire coffee. We always appreciate Prairie Fire for keeping us charged up in the mornings on KFH. Uh, How are you this morning, Paul?
0: I'm good. I'm really good. Enjoyed the K-State game because they held on and won, you know. But other than that, I know you want to get into the K-State thing, but golly, that was hard to watch. And you know something? It was I, I left for about 10 minutes of the game, of the game clock, when they hit about 21, 22. I guess they got up to 25 points uh, with, with a 25-point lead. I left for about 10 minutes, and I came back, and things were heading south and heading south fairly quick. Maybe it was, maybe it was 15 minutes. And I thought to myself, well, this is a little bit Wichita State-esque, isn't it? It, it, well, yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, except K State finished the job. Well, um,
0: yeah, that was. Yeah, I, you're right. I should. <laughs> I should have added that. But I it's get your their po- 12th. I get, your point.
3: I get your point. It's their 12th straight overtime uh, win, and that's wild. That's Division One record seventh this season. Uh, so so they've set the record this year. They had a ton of them last year, and these cats and Jerome Tang haven't lost any of them since he's been there. It's pretty remarkable, actually. Uh, so yeah, they blew a big halftime lead, but in the end, they had West Virginia right where they wanted them, didn't they? Like they just well uh, they play overtimes well. It's really interesting. I um so my night so I get off where I watch the first you know five six seven game minutes at work, and then I had to run out to one of the stores, so I'm listening to Wyatt Thompson. Uh, On the call, just, you know, going nuts over the way they end the half. So, So I had to drive out to one of the stores and take care of some stuff last night. As I, you know, leave the game, it was right as it went to halftime. And I'm like, money in the bank, no big deal. Get home, start to, you know, get the kids ready for bed, do all that stuff. And then I just look at my phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wonder how that game ended up, you know, and and I see that it's it's tied in overtime. And I'm like, what has happened? (laughs) And so I immediately flip it on and watch most of the overtime. But K-State rolls into the second half with a 22 point lead and then blow it. I mean, that is pretty wild to a team that has not won a road game all season long. Uh, cool story, too, with Josh Eilert being from the state of Kansas, played at K-State. He's the interim there at West Virginia. So I'm sure that was a pretty exci- exciting uh, uh, half of basketball for he and his family. You can see a story on him. TJ Cleland featured uh, his run this year as the Kansas native has taken over that job. You can check that out at 12 News. But it's just, it. I couldn't believe, like, I could not believe it. I'm like, what has happened? And this is going to blow their season. Right there. What what sliver of a hope that remains that they could get in will now be gone. And so I I, I watched the overtime. Of course, I should have never doubted them in overtime. They take care of business. I can't give you good insight this morning, Paul, on what happened in the second half, because once once I got through the first half, I I, I didn't think it was remotely possible that West Virginia could come back. Mm -hmm. And here they were just wild. Uh, But, you know. Tyler Perry leading the way, uh, 6 of 11 from 3, 29 points in the game, which is a high for him. Uh, and their three big scores were their three big scores, right? right. Cam right. Carter and Arthur Kaluma chipping in. So uh, a, a fun fun one, but uh, you know, maybe one that was a little tighter than it should have been.
0: Well, that's exa- that, that's very well said. I think you surmised everything. Uh, let me just give you a quick stat. Second half points, West Virginia 53, K-State 30, uh, 21, 21, no, 31, 31, 31. Yeah. 53, 31. Come on now. That is a lot of points. I mean, where is that? What kind of swing is that? I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you know, what in the world's going on? Because I did not, I'm kind of like you, you know, I lost a little bit of interest. You're way up. You think, well, this is West Virginia. I mean, do they have a run in them? No, I don't think they have a run in them. At least I don't think they do. Uh, how wrong I was, and evidently how wrong you were as well. How wrong everybody was, uh, because that there was no run to be had in, in West Virginia. I mean, come on, they're four eleven in the conference. They're nine and nineteen overall. Uh, you just don't see anything – you just don't see that run in these kids. You know, they're they're ready to get the season over, check in the uniforms, you know, start planning on, on conditioning and all the other things that you do once the season's over. And so, with that being said, I didn't pay any – I, I I I buy a flute, kind of tuned back in, and there it is. Lead down to 10. Yeah, it was – 10-12. I can't remember where I came in, but that's where it was. And I thought to myself, my God, what is going on around here? And I ended up finished watching the whole game and uh, it's a testament to K-State that they made this comeback and that they were able to win this game. They were able to hold on, which I think is an appropriate term, hold on and win this game, win it in overtime. And by the way, coach Tang's got a heck of a record in overtime. Man, you mentioned it in, in your in your uh, uh summary as you were going into this uh into this segment. What a record for for overtime i mean now he's what 10 and 0 i guess this season alone 12 10? 12 no, and 0. 7 and 0 this year oh, yeah. 7
3: and 0 this year yeah. which sets an ncaa okay. record yeah, right a division one record and then 12 and 0 in his 12. two years isn't that amazing um i mean yeah tyler perry <laughs> after the game he said essentially if the head of the snake's not getting rattled there's no reason for us to his calm and it's visible right we can see it uh how calm he is in those huddles he just never panics Something interesting that came out of the game, Paul, is after the game, Jerome Tank challenged the fans a little bit. It, it did seem a little thin there. Now, look, it's a Monday night at 6 o'clock, but I don't know what the students, like what do students else do they have to do? So right. uh, he continues to try to, you know, empower that fan base to be there. And, and the reality is, it you know, while it seems overwhelming, their path back to the NCAA tournament, and it was West Virginia, They're not dead. Their next three games, Paul, will be quad one games. So it is still in front of K-State. What they need to do is right there. If they pull off something special and, you know, gather up three, four quad one wins down the stretch here, they will make it hard for the committee to keep them out. Now, that means they have to have some really, really big wins and I again, I don't think that that's likely, but it's there. It's on the table. How many right? do they it's need? Still How many do they need, Jacob? Remote, I don't know. They I've... have three now. I I would say to even to even get into the mix, and let me see what last night. Last night may not have helped their net. May have hurt their net. Um, they are right now, yeah, seventy three, with three quad one wins. So. You know, they're three and five in quad one. They'll get three in the regular season. You'd think they'd get one or two. They need to at minimum get to five quad one wins. So that that would be the bare minimum. Two in other words. I think if they saying. get to five, yeah. But but I think if they can get to six, you know, if they can get three of these between the tournament, that now you've got some interesting things to talk about. Because then you could potentially leapfrog a little bit. Because what would happen, I think, in that scenario is you're looking at a team that played in the best league in America and would have a good standing in the Big 12. And while that doesn't mean everything, right, we know that. But if they, let's say they get two of the next three and they end up 9-9, nine and nine, which is sort of that number we've been wondering about that Mm -hmm. would give that would get them up to five quad one wins. And then they if they could get another one in the tournament, because if they end up at that standing, they may be, you know, sixth, seventh in the Big 12 at that point. And when we we're pretty sure nine will make it in and maybe even 10, even though their net is not, you know, likely to get as high as Texas or Cincinnati, although again, that's still possible, especially when they play at Cincinnati you kind of have to have that one against Cincinnati on the road that would that one would help a lot because the other two are Kansas and Iowa State, right? So if you can get if, if it happens and they end up at that nine and nine area and they can get it, I, I think it's going to be hard to keep them out even with a with a, a bad essentially net ranking. And we know historically teams with high net rankings have made it in. That's not like unprecedented. But it's unlikely if you don't have a ton of quad one wins. That's sort of the correlation, at least in. Again, I've I've cited it before. The Athletic did a nice historical perspective on this two years ago, so not including last year. But you know the pretty the common denominator for teams that get in with a bad net ranking is is a bunch of quad one wins. And K State has the opportunity to still get those. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do. Yeah. So hopefully they can. And and who knows? Again, it's unlikely. It's improbable. You don't. You shouldn't be taken to overtime by West Virginia on your home floor when you're up 21 at half like that. I'm not saying I think K-State's going to come out and beat Kansas and Iowa State. It's very unlikely. My point is, it's still possible, which makes all these remaining games a whole lot of fun. Number one, and yeah, to Jerome Tang's point, the weather's nice outside. I know it's a Monday at six, but let's 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 at least have the student section full for each of the remaining right. home games. Their next one is their last one. Right. And so, you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see you typically, and he challenges, I think in a very positive way. And, and typically they respond to his challenges,
0: right? You can only drink so much beer in Aggieville that, come on now, let's get to the game. Come on, get, get out of those bars. Right. And Aggieville,
3: and- Aggieville will be
0: there when you, when you're done. Oh, it'll be there. Right. when It'll be there. It'll be wide open when the game is over. And by the way, out of the three games, I think you and I are both in agreement, Cincinnati, Must win, correct? No, of course you believe. I know you believe that. Yeah, must win. Got to be, got to get that win. And and that's at Cincinnati, so it's not going to be easy. But Cincinnati isn't the Cincinnati that they were what two years ago, or was it three years ago? Whenever it was, they were really good at one point. This is not the same Cincinnati, but they're still darn good. They can still beat anybody in the Big Twelve at any time on any court. So, but that's still a must win of the three between K State uh, between uh, the games that K State has left with Kansas at Kansas and at home against Iowa State, which of, those two, which of those two games is the most winnable? Because if they get one of those two, just one of those two, I believe I believe K-State gets it. Beat Cincinnati, get one of two from Kansas or Iowa State. Golly, how do you keep them out? How do you keep them out, Jacob? I, I don't know that you can keep them out. But anyway, with that being said, you look at on the road at Kansas or at home against Iowa State. Jacob, Which ones, which one do, do they have
3: a better shot at winning in your opinion? um mm, uh iowa state oh i just said the history said kansas. his history tells us they don't fare well yeah. at allen Fieldhouse. well yeah but, so
0: but history also has you know eight or nine ten guys in the rotation for kansas that can play well and, and mcculler's
3: mcculler's very unlikely to play in that game so i i suppose that has well, some but i, I just yeah. watched without mcculler kansas beat texas by a billion so, well,
0: they were playing I, as well as they could play. At, I watched a lot At of Allen too. Fieldhouse, and it was, it was, I'm
3: not sure it matters.
0: Well, I get that, but it's still not the Kansas that you and your daddy grew up with. This is not the same Kansas at this point. It's a team with some deficits. It has. Did you see him play Saturday? I did see. I saw about 10 to 15 minutes of that game. Yes, I did. It it's all you needed pretty. to see. Well, that's all I needed to see. And it I'm was, not.
3: I, look, I I just if you're asking me where it's likely for for K State to go catch a win. Uh, in those two games. Because I agree with you, Cincinnati, you've got to have. But if you're asking me, Iowa State at home or KU in Lawrence, I mean, it's Iowa State at home. Okay. Well, I, I get
0: you. Until I watched about 15 to 20 minutes of the Iowa State-Houston game. What was that, a week ago? Maybe 10 days? I don't It was It was very recently. I watched a, a ton of that game. And I'm telling you what, Iowa State's, Because you know I like Houston. You know, you know I like Houston. You know, you know I like Houston. I think, I think they could easily, not easily, but they could win a national championship. That's how much I think about the University of Houston right now and what they're doing. They're a a juggernaut, and not only that, uh, with their coaching staff, who they have, what they're trying to get accomplished, the way they play, the way they are coached. They could be a contender for a national championship year in and year out and going to Houston, going to the University of Houston with the tradition that they have, going all the way back into the days of the NCAA back in the 70s and 80s and all. I mean, it's an amazing uh, basketball program. It's a diamond in the rough. Uh, I I like Houston, but, man, I'll tell you what. When I watched that game, Iowa State, they were gritty, and I can't tell you that I watched a ton of Iowa State up until that game with Houston. I watched a lot of that game. And I'll tell you what. I thought there was a little bit of hype going on with them, but man, they are solid. They are good. They are well coached. They play defense. Well, Paul, I check off all. Of them. Well, they, yeah, well, they, they might be a 1 seed. Well, they might be a 1 seed before will. this is all said and well, done. Won't they be a won't they? I mean, you got they, UConn, well, well, you Well, I think it's Houston, I, think got, have,
3: Purdue, I think most people have go I think most people have them on the 2 line. Okay. Yeah. Boy, they could certainly um, I, I do think though, because then at that point, you're also trying to take two big 12 teams as one seeds, which is possible, certainly. Uh, but either way. Yeah. I mean, Iowa state's awesome. Don't like I I'm in with Iowa state. Oh, you I'm don't have to convince them. me. Yeah, I'm sold on. I'm just, if you're asking me, what's a more likely win yeah, yeah, a home right. game against yeah. Iowa state or a road game against Kansas, the big 12 tells us this year that it's not going to be a road game. Mm-hmm. I mean the the wow. road records <laughs> the know. road records yeah. right now yeah, Paul, there you. is there are two teams in the Big 12 that are above 500 on the road in the Big 12 mm. now this is not even in conference this is overall for the season but it's it's Houston and it's TCU that's just in general like just overall season Record above 500 on the road. That's it. Iowa State's 500 on the road. Mm-hmm. They're unbeaten at home, as is Kansas. Houston, Iowa State, and Kansas have not lost a game on their home court. Texas Tech has lost one. Baylor's lost two, right? It's just Kansas State's 14 and three at home this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I just, if I, I would not, I mean, Kansas in Lawrence would be one of those miracle type wins. I don't see it. Iowa State at home, I mean, West Virginia at Bramlage just took them to overtime. So it'll take, you know, it'd probably take your best game of the year to beat Iowa State right now, right. even at home. So it'll be, but but at home, I mean, again, we see Iowa State on the road this year, just in general, Iowa State on the road this year is just a 500 team, 4-4 four and four on the road. Mm-hmm. So it, it's... um. It's a daunting task. It's a daunting task uh, for for K State to get there. You just remember things back, like, oh man, that Texas Tech game on the road. Had they, oh, uh, had they been able to close that one out. Oh my and, like, goodness, yes. There, there are some, there are some spots this year. I, I, I will say though, like regardless of what happens, when you tell me that Naquan Tomlin never played for K State. This I would have not ever predicted them to be in any other position than what they're in right now, and I probably would have predicted if I knew Tomlin wasn't playing them to be in an even worse position. Mm -hmm. So I do think in general terms, this season is okay, even if they don't get in. Of course, they'd like to, and it's right there for them. It is possible. Can they lose both of those games and still get in? That becomes a more interesting question. Right. Right, right. Because you... If you beat Cincinnati on the road again, have to have that one. That does that allow enough in the tournament because now you've got to win some tournament games. You got to get hot in the tournament be even more unlikely. So, look, it's it's going to be tough. One thing is clear. Had they not beaten West Virginia last night, I think, Paul, that would have been the nail in their coffin. Oh, I my think gosh. They no, there's no nailed.
0: question. The, the, the door is shut. There is no hope. Now you're looking at one of the off tournaments or something so, like that. That's It was yes, good no to question. see
3: them recover from a terrible second half. Anthony's wants to chime in before we take a break on the sure. KFH Hotline. Anthony, welcome into Sports Daily. How are you?
2: Yeah, it's me again. It's me again. and Chiming in at it- you guys are talking about K-State and their chances of getting in. You, you almost have to feel sorry for West Virginia, you know, to come back yeah, like that, to, to come back the way they did, only to discover, wait a minute, hold on. This team is undefeated in overtime games under Jerome Tang. tank. I mean, I got a scenario. It's how K- I have a scenario how K-State can win out their games. Just set the clock up and let it say overtime. You play the game for five minutes, and I guarantee you they'll win. Well,
3: that's a that's a good course, good philosophy. Of course, I mean, yeah. Well, that's why I say they had them right where the they wanted them, yeah, right? Yeah.
2: Of course, in the fairy tale world, that would work, but they got to play the game. And I think they can get Cincinnati on the road because understand, you know, seeing Cincinnati when they played in the American Athletic Conference, it's just something about that luster that doesn't seem like it's there. I mean. Maybe it was because Mitt Cronin brought it, and there were some intense games when they played at Wichita State. It seemed like it was about to be a rivalry there. Of course, those two old Missouri Valley Conference teams back in the day. But it just seemed like something is not quite there, and this team has kind of been up and down. So it's a game that K-State should win. And then as far as their chances of making it into the NCAA tournament, if they can get a split between KU and Iowa State, of course I think they lost that game in the Iowa State in Ames. Of course, a lot of teams will lose in Ames because yep. its something about this Hilton Coliseum magic. You know, go there. Even on their down years, they got that magic in that Coliseum and they will knock off good teams. It just so happened this year, they're good now. So
3: well, I mean they got, everybody they everybody right? at home has been tough. That's the <laughs> right. thing. That's what makes it so and, crazy.
2: And here's what's so unique about the Big Twelve too, because of what I've heard even from some of the national pundits, you know, everybody's on in, on board that the big 12 this year is the premier basketball conference. And no there's talk, there's talk that the big 12 could possibly get nine teams in the tournament. So with that being said, that looks good for Kansas state. So take care of one game at a time. And I believe they can take care of Cincinnati.
3: At well, it'll, it's it'll, a, it'll a good 20. point, Anthony. And, so if it's 9, which I think it will be 9. I think it could even be 10. You got to think about this. K state in that range, right? In that 9 range is dealing with, you know, BYU, Oklahoma, Texas, Cincinnati, even still UCF to some degree and TCU. They won't it's very likely that they would not have a net ranking as high as any of those teams, but if you can have a better conference record than Cincinnati, if you beat them on the road, and, yeah. and they're low, like, I think that would put, that would slot you in there. But right now, they sit they sit eighth. So you'd have to be better than Texas, you'd have to be better than Cincinnati, and you'd have to be better than UCF, at minimum, right, to be in there. And then that mm-hmm. would be nine. That would put them at ninth. But you got to have a better resume than all of right. those teams. And they're catching UCF right now. Like, they, they will... If they can beat Cincinnati on the road, they may pass UCF in the net. I don't know that they can get high enough in the others, but it would certainly mm-hmm. be nice when you're comparing resumes to a team like Cincinnati if you've got that win at their place, right, to to right. bolster your resume over theirs regardless of the net. So, look, it's there. Jerome Tank said 9-9. Right. Nine and nine. He thinks all year is the number, and I doubted that for a little while, but – you know, the way things are shaking out, it it may be that may be right. good enough to be a ninth and, and final and, team in there. But it doesn't and, matter if they can't beat Cincinnati on the road.
2: Right. And here would be the icing on the cake. Nine and nine and get a win in conference tournament play. Two wins would actually help you, but get a win for sure. At least a win. And that will help that will help get you in the in the tournament. And the other thing I want to say before I get off here, because I know you guys got a break coming up. Two programs. One program has it right, another program has it wrong, and all this is going to do is add more gasoline to the fire. Court storming. Kansas State has it right. Last year, they semi-stormed the court. This year, Jerome Jerome Tate said, don't storm the court. Act like we've already been here. Here's my scenario of how you put an end to that kind of fiasco of what we saw in Wake Forest. We're dealing with a young man who's projected to be a first-round draft pick. What you do is you, cal- you get some data and calculate where he would go in the first round and what his contract would be. And guess what, Wake Forest? That's the fine that you have to pay. Now, some people say, well, schools have been fine. They still keep doing it. Well, i tell you what. If they keep storming the court they keep getting fined, eventually administrator is going to say, administrator yeah. will be saying something. So that's my scenario.
0: You're talking millions, though. You're talking millions, though. Millions of dollars in fines. Exactly. Millions. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I don't know about. I don't know if that's gonna. I don't know if that. Well, it would kind of put a damper on it. I guess you would figure out a way not to have your court stormed for for millions. But but you're talking millions.
2: Right. And if that doesn't work, those are mainly students. You find out who it was, and you say, "Yeah, we do need a strong student body support." But if y'all carry on like this. We're gonna revoke y'all's tickets. Think about that. You guys have a great day. I'm getting out of it.
3: Wow. (laughs) Thanks, Anthony. Let's let's take a let let's let that take us in. Tommy and I talked about the court storming yesterday, but I want to get Paul's take on it. Uh, We'll do that when we return on Sports Daily. Uh, the, the court storm, it just continues to be in the news, obviously, because of what happened to Filipowski, but we'll, we'll continue that conversation when we come back, 869-1240 appreciate the call there, Anthony uh, appreciate everybody tuning in uh, do want to give you opportunities to win prizes today, so stay tuned for those opportunities, and we'll be back with more Sports Daily after this All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily here on KFH. Uh, Paul, it stays in the news today. Uh, Court storming. We have this discussion from time to time, mostly in college basketball, less so in college football. Kyle Filipowski gets hurt in a court storming this weekend. Where, Where do you land with this in general as a part of college athletics? Well, first, let me say I appreciate the enthusiasm of fans. However, there's
0: got to be a limit to it. I mean, there's got yeah. to be a safety factor on this. And let's face it, I don't know if it's just me, but it looks like storm the storming of the court is becoming more physical, it's becoming faster. You know, there used to be a day, you know, you jog on, you fill the court up, now they're running full speed and full speed, you can't control yourself. Uh, it, it's got to stop somewhere and i was stunned i didn't really know much about you know the ins and outs of of storming the court until what the last couple of days really and it turns out there are major conferences in this in this country that have no penalty at all whatsoever for storming the court that has to change because obviously with the way it's going uh, right now with the speed the ferocity the the, the, the sheer numbers of people storming the court, something's got to happen. Something bad's going to happen before something, and I mean life-threatening happens. Uh, we've already seen a NBA prospect uh, injured. I don't know the extent of his uh, injuries, but, man, something's got to change. And what's it going to take? Let me tell you what it's going to take. It's going to take money, Jacob. It's going to take money. Somebody's going to have to be fined, fine big, and I don't mean a five thousand dollar fine. I don't mean five grand. I'm talking about, I'm talking about a hundred and fifty thousand dollars or something like that. It's going to you got to get their attention on it on on anybody that doesn't allow it, and it also means more than just you know hiring a few guys, putting them in some sort of blue or black jacket that says security on the back, and having them stand there. There's got to be there's got to be something more to that. There's got to be Snoop Dogg security. You know what I mean? It's that's the kind of security we got to have.
3: And yeah, I look the the fine. I, I am surprised, but but again, like I don't, I don't want to ruin that chance of of a really cool experience. I think there's nuance, right? There's a gray area. I hope this doesn't have to be black and white. In that it's that cut and drive you just can't do it anymore I hope there is some gray allowed in there that no what is will gray what, what's gray because d- well, I, I don't know still, what you mean by gray that you can still do it right uh, just what? in a more organized manner I, I what? like <laughs> okay. I like court storming I like field storming I think it what it's a part of what makes college athletics special. And, and in a time where it's feeling more and going to feel more and more like a like a pro experience, you know, being a college sports fan, especially while you're a student on campus, that's that's a part of the lifeblood of it. And so like, I think it can be achieved um, more responsibly. What happened to Wake Forest can't happen, right? Which is just free reign to sprint out there and do whatever you want. Well, that's what it so is I, anymore.
0: That's what it's come to. Though, well, Jacob. but
3: that's what I'm but that's what I'm saying. Like. I I do think there is probably a solution where if, if the scenario looks like it's presenting itself, you have enough security there actively warning fans, right? You have to wait until we let you on, but we will let you on. Okay, and then that allows the other team to get off the court, really both teams to get off the court. And then that security can say, all right, come on out. You know, it would take like one minute to To get off the court for those, it wouldn't take much, and then you can have a serious consequence. If I'm telling you you can't come on and you do it anyway, now you're going to get a ticket. Right now you're going to get in trouble. Hang tight, we'll let you on the court to come out here and have a fun time and celebrate and do all those things, but you got to wait until we let you know, until we say it's okay to come out here. Right. Well, and you I re- think that's probably achievable.
0: Well, you remind me of my first grade teacher who always kept saying no running in the halls, no running in the halls. And when she wasn't looking, Jed, you know what we did? We ran in the halls. Jed said, yeah, he ran in the halls too. And that's the problem. That And we, what happened if you got caught? Well, we didn't get caught. I mean, you know, we were too smart for those teachers. We never got no. caught. I never got punished for right. running in the halls. But if, and I but was if a you major did it you got runner. caught, if
3: you did it you got caught, you'd have gotten in trouble.
0: That's right. right? And, and I guess the point is, is I, this is one of those things where, I don't know if you can quite put it back in the bottle. This is one of those genius situations. Yep, I don't know you may not be that able you to. can – you know, I'm just not sure. And I can remember within the last couple of years, and I can't remember the game, but I, I just made a mental note of it. I remember watching where literally the fans – we're jumping over the scorer tables with the scorers still sitting there. I don't I know you probably and I no, nothing was said. It was just a scene on a store carming of a big game. This has been, I'm gonna say, in the last three years, maybe four, I don't know, it's been a while. But I remember thinking to myself, wait a second, when you've got people and students jumping over the scorers table with people still sitting there, and that's how they're getting onto the court. You got, okay. you got a problem. You got a problem. You got a big problem. And I remember yeah. thinking that and then and then it, then the screen, you know, went to another shot and I lost my train of thought on it. And I didn't think much about it, but I remember that moment. I don't and this has kind of brought that moment back. I do remember that. I remember seeing something like that and going, "Wait a second. This is not good." And then and then letting it go, obviously. But now this is that that memory has come back. And, uh, you know, I I think something has to be done. We can't have it anymore. It's gotten out of control. So much like things that are really good, we enjoy and we like, somehow they always seem to get out of control, don't they? They always yeah, get Rick. out of control, and we have to rein it back in. You can go all the way from helmet to helmet contact in football. It got out of hand. Now you got to rein it back in. Uh, there, and there's nothing wrong with reining it back in. You do the right thing and i don't see a middle ground in storming the court jacob as much as i want to uh, as much as i enjoy it as much as i see uh, enjoy seeing these college students enjoy themselves at that moment a big win feeling like they're a part of it they're on the court you know they're patting their players on the back oh you know i get it but man it can't happen anymore it's we got to be done with it i don't want it to be done but we got to be it done
3: yeah, Rick points out that they're pros now because they're getting paid, but that doesn't make it any well, less important make, yeah, to protect I the student-athletes. Yeah, I they, they need to be protected either way. But I will say, and Jerome Tang, maybe Jerome Tang's on something when he says, don't come out here, we'll come to you. And he runs out and jumps into the student section and they have fun and celebrate there. Uh, That's one way to do it. Maybe that becomes a new accepted tradition for these types of things. This typically isn't a problem on a football field because there's more room. I just it it pains me to think about some of the great college sports moments that almost all end in students rushing out there. But. Yes, something has to change. And if it can't be done, then I guess I'm willing to accept that because it, the the safety of the players and coaches is right. is more important. Well, I just hope both right. can be achieved and we'll see about that. Yeah. Because a lot of things are changing with college sports, Paul, and that's one I'd like to stay hang on to. Well, let's I'd, take a break yeah. when we come back. Uh Kirk Herbstreet seems to think and he's not the first that uh, something major would change with college sports. We'll get into what he is throwing out there and many, many others as we continue to. Well, really just college football uh, as we as we look on to the future. But we'll talk about what he had to say and our thoughts there. Um, On the way out, let's give away some HTO, Jad. Let's give away some free iced tea. Uh, So we'll give away a coupon for a free iced tea and a free brew house coffee uh, to our first caller on the KFH hotline. By the way, free rain coffee. Uh, which is the coffee company of the actor who plays Rip on Yellowstone. His coffee company is about to partner up with us at HDO, so we're going to sell his no coffee. That, that begins within the next oh. less than a week, less than a week away from that launch. So we're excited about that. But uh, we still have the coffee for you. You can get a free coffee. You can get a free iced tea, either Wichita location or in Derby of HDO. Good luck. We'll get a winner. We'll come back more Sports Daily, wrapping up hour number one.
2: Hmm.
3: All right, welcome back in, everybody. Jacob Albrock, Paul Savage with UKFH and Taco Bell. Have your chance to win a trip for two to the College Hoops Championship Tournament in Kansas City, March 13th through 16th. To cheer on our Kansas, Texas, Oklahoma, and Iowa teams, this trip includes two all-session tournament passes, three night hotel accommodations, to enter, simply text TB Big to the number 20357. Want a complimentary breakfast burrito? Go to KFHRadio.com, click on the events page, download the voucher, and then head to any Wichita and surrounding Taco Bell locations with the exclusion of Hutchinson. Your chance to see the College Hoops Championship tournament and snag a complimentary breakfast burrito from Taco Bell happens here on KFH. Paul, it's a miracle I made it through that without sneezing. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I have. I have one brewing here. I don't know if the, your allergy season has kicked in a little early with the warm weather, but mine certainly has. Well, it happens. And tree pollen here kicks my butt yep. with the allergies. Thank
0: goodness you can turn your head or you can put it on mute or whatever you need to do and take that big old sneeze I've done it many a time. That's the sign of a pro. So there you go. But it was uh, kind of interesting, by the way, went over to one of the larger uh, sporting goods stores over northeast at, uh, on Greenwich and K-96 Guess what I got when I was done heading home? Stopped and I got me a glass of iced tea. It was, you know, it was really nice out yesterday. And I thought, what a great day. I'm, I'm just a block away. Went over and got a nice iced tea. I got the peach. Got the peach. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre-
1: and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
0: With the uh, artificial sweetening and it, it was really good. Thank you for what you do with H2O, uh, by the way, Jacob. Thank you very much.
3: Hey, too. Always appreciate your support. Well, we Paul. enjoy going by um, there. Uh,
0: a, a, a friend of mine and I went, and, and we we always enjoy every time we go over that way. W- without question, you know, one of the stops on the way home is we got to stop and have our tea, so we can drink it on the way home, and it really makes our trip more fun. And by the there way, it's go. darn good. It's you know, I don't it do is. it out of charity. You know that, don't you?
3: That's right. That's right. A hard a hard sell to Mister Savage. Well, so we do appreciate you it. You got it. Paul, Kirk Herbstreet yesterday told Dan Dockich that he, you know, thinks the the Big Ten and the SEC need to just kind of get together for college football and take that thing over and sort of represent whatever the collection of teams is rather than trying to get, you know, a singular goal with all the different commissioners. He pointed out, imagine the NFL with different commissioners for each division rather than one. I don't. I don't agree with this. I also, and I love Kirk Street, but he also is a talking head representative of the network that benefits the most from something like that. So I don't agree that that's the best thing for college football. It might be the most likely thing for college football, but I don't think it's the best thing for college football because again, you have to have inclusion into the CFP for the teams that are already there. I think and and he's referencing, by the way, the court cases that the NCAA keeps losing in trying to restrict things, NIL and transfer portal. I, I think I, the the problem is the NCAA is clinging to things and has never been proactive with this stuff, and so now we have this mess that's been created because it's never made any sense legally mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So. I I don't think we need that model, though, that people have proposed that centralizes that power. And I, I use the example a billion times. You're not going to have national interest in college football if you don't have teams across the nation involved in finding the champion. Everybody in the country doesn't want to watch a collection of SEC and Big Ten teams and when we're watching college football, if we because at that point, you're competing against the NFL and we're not like, I don't want that from college. I want, you know, that from the NFL. Right. You, you've you got to have representation from every region of the country. You're not going to have the interest. It will be a big time miss if if college football ends up going that way.
0: Well, but you will have a representation of the entire country based upon the major leagues, UC, uh, uh, USC and UCLA and and Washington and Oregon. They've all found. Yeah, all- but it's
3: not the same. It's not the same. I care about a Rams game or a Chargers game Paul, far more than I care about a USC game, unless it's for you know, like I, I don't, I don't watch USC regular season football. I watched a little bit last year to watch Caleb Williams, but, but that your college football is overplaying its hand. If they think the entire country is going to be interested in that product, we we in this state will watch far less of it if K-State, KU aren't playing for the same title. I'm telling you. It's just not going to work for college football because we already have that. We have the NFL where we're paying attention to all of it, right? We're not going to do that unless our teams have a chance to compete with those teams for a national championship. We don't. We just... College football's well, never been consumed that way.
0: Well, you're, you're looking at this in a, in a unique way, and the unique way is there is a definite need in the Midwest to, that they love their football. The southeast part of the country, they love all southeast football. The same with with, with the Big Ten area. Uh, uh, the West, not so much. There's a reason why the Pac-12 is not in existence anymore. There is a reason, and part of that reason is, is that the re- that, that, that there is no regional love for college football the way it is in the Big Ten country in the SEC country in the Midwest uh, and so that's part of the reason but I can tell you right now if you look at this whole situation with regards to the NCAA Jacob I'm going to ask you this question you can either choose to answer it if we come back or or later whatever or maybe next week why do we need an NCAA? What do they do? what do we, do we need them for George Madison? Do we need them for uh, uh, Peru State? Do we need them for uh, 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 you know, high, uh, New Mexico Highlands? Is that why we need an NCAA? They, and I don't know. I'm asking well, you. I'm you asking need, you need why an, do you need
3: them? You need an organizing body. If the NCAA goes away, Paul, somebody else has to do a lot of what the NCAA is well, supposed the to do now. conferences take
0: care of their own interests. Why can't the conferences can't, do it?
3: Well, then they become what the NCAA is. I mean, you still have to have an organizing body. Yes. And if the conferences do it, that's fine. But it needs to be all the conferences and not just two conferences. That would be the mistake. If you want to get rid of the NCAA and have some different governing body doing the same thing, that's fine. But until college athletics fixes its holistic problems, and that is payment of these players, none of this is ever going to be solved. Are you including the Mountain West? Yeah, in a a college football playoff.
0: All right, okay. Yes, okay, yes. in a college
3: football playoff, absolutely. It's important that all of those teams have the ability to make it in. That's what's best for the sport. It is. It's what's best for the sport. 869-1240 is the KFH Hotline. Tommy will be with us in the second hour. We can continue that conversation when we come back. What is the best solution? I would say that I don't think it exists yet because we can't navigate the other big elephant in the room, and that's how these players are fairly compensated for their work. We'll talk about it when we return on Sports Daily.
1: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.